I love that every single time. I love the new theme song, dude. That's why I want to keep it like that. I love it. Give us a tweet or comment if you thumbs up if you love it and thumbs down if you hate it. But I don't want to see any thumbs down on that because might do fire. some. We might do some tweaking to it. Might some add to it. But yeah. all right, we're back. It's gonna be me and just Daniel tonight. Uh, no Travis. Travis Thank God. We'll <laughs> we'll be calling in later. However, to give some takes on kind of what of our review a little bit. Um, but first, I want to give a shout out. To Copy and Steal for producing it every single time. Shout out um, at C-O-P-Y-A-N-D Steel. Give him a follow on Instagram for producing this. So another shout out to him. But we're going to get right into yes. the rundown, Daniel. Uh, Sunday, man. Huge day for sports um, for a lot of reasons, actually. Uh, baseball's in high gear the last two weeks of baseball. But, of course, everything's on football. Uh, we went over football uh, quite a bit last podcast. Um, dude, there's a lot of overreactions we got to get through. There's a lot of kind of things that you saw coming that we kind of called out. You know what I mean? We're going to go through what we called Travis spoiler did the best out of all of us. We're going to give our review on that Damn it. again, go over the charger game, which wasn't the prettiest Titans game. Very also ugly. Yes. Um, Can't talk then, smack, man. <laughs> and then, uh, we'll go over our fantasy teams, how we did in our leagues personally. And then we'll kind of give our ideas of what the studs does. And maybe some people that you might want to think about picking up or even dropping for the coming weeks. Thanks. Um, and then of course we want to get into the NBA. The NBA was what's going on on Sunday. The Clippers played the Denver on Sunday as well. We just finished watching their game seven. Spoiler on that. Clippers are going home early. <laughs> Holy shit. Who would have thought? Dude, wild. Like that even just, and they lost by twenty. Mm. They lost by twenty. That is absurd to me to even say and like Kawhi threw up a dud. Paul George threw up a dud. Ten we'll points get by Paul that. George. Oh man. But the Lakers winning in five. We are going to the Western Conference Finals. First time in ten years. Mm-hmm. Congrats to you, Daniel, for being Lakers. Yes, dude. We watched the championships together. We've mentioned that a bunch. You too, sir. And so the feeling of being conference champs and just going there. And the way we did it too. And the teams we did it against. Very excited. And yeah. then um the Celtics and Miami game, we kind of gave our predictions on that. They had their game one today as well. Uh, went into OT, very exciting game. We're going to break that down a little bit later. Um, so, yeah, let's get back into the review, bro. But um, before we do, I guess. How was the week? How are you, Daniel? Thank you. How are I you? Know, I love it. Thank you. I always like when we check in. Things are well, you know. Um, what do I have to report? Oh, I went to the movies for the first time in like six months. I didn't even know it was open. <laughs> it's open in Escondido. I saw this movie, like... You, you just know, went to go just to see a movie, huh? I was trying to, like, you know, save face. Gabby was mad at me the last week for just, you know, me being... Doing guy things. Who knows what she was mad about, but something. Gosh, she doesn't listen to the pod, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. She doesn't listen at all. We're <laughs> good. My biggest supporter doesn't support, but it's all good. Uh, so, yeah, we went and saw a movie. It was, like, Broken Hearts Club or something. You know, just sounds like a Of chick course flick. you picked it. What? You... I picked it for, you no, know. Do you even know anything about that movie? Nothing. I'm like, this right here looks like a chick flick. Dude, Probably you... going to get Gabby happy with no me, way. and let's go. That. That's hilarious to me because even in that same. It was a fire same... movie, bro. Okay. That's right? kind of funny. Yeah. But even with that, I still would have picked something I liked. <laughs> I like, know, but there was nothing. I want to see Tenet with the dude from. Uh, oh, yeah. Chris mentioned that. Oh, Chris, you did? Yeah, I did. Uh, with uh, Denzel Washington's son. It's a Christopher Nolan movie. Oh, so, uh, we talked son. about that last yeah, week. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
dude. And I was, that's a mind blowing that that's Denzel Washington's son. Like I had no idea. He's in, uh, we talked about it, Ballers as well. He's like the main Oh, with the receiver. Black Klansman too. Black Klansman. I that, haven't seen didn't that. see that. Oh, you guys got to give that a watch. It looked good. good. It looked good. I haven't seen it though. I want to watch Tenet, but yeah, this movie was pretty good. You know, it was a little, you know, chick flicky 100%, but the main character dude was the guy in uh, Stranger Things, uh, the lifeguard, the older brother. Have you seen Stranger Things? I've seen a couple episodes to know who the lifeguard is. Okay, he's like a bad guy in the show, but he's really yeah, means yeah, yeah. well. He just gets kind of abducted. He's by still him. of a dick, though. He's a bit of a dick. In the it's a little bit show. of a dick in this. He's like nicer. But anyways, movie's cool. Go check it out. Went to the movies for the first time. Other than that, like, life's boring. I'm an old person, and nothing was cool. Yeah, you were asking me, was like, dude, do you think that you're like in your 30s, 40s now? Like, no, dude, no. I'm 26, you <laughs> dick, dude. I'm enjoying my 20s. I know, I know. I How like, about you, fam? But, no, I actually just moved into a new place with Brandon, Dylan, and some homies, so that's cool. Um, Do they listen to the pod? Uh, no. Uh, Dylan doesn't watch sports. Oh, Brandon, great. you know, he, uh, it's just not podcasts aren't necessarily his thing. Garrett always been listening. Shout out, Garrett. All right, babe, Garrett. Um, but, no, nothing really new other than that. I guess moving's kind of a big thing, right? But Yeah, it is. But the big thing was for me is just watching game week one NFL. Facts. We didn't know if it was gonna. Yeah, there it is. I like it. I we like didn't it. know if it was gonna get here or not. You know that's huge. True. And I had to wait an extra day, and that was kind of a bitch, bro. Like I love watching NFL on Sunday, but I was like, I want to see the Titans. You know what I mean? And we had the Monday night game, which was a treat, mm-hmm. but it did go into like ten thirty. So I was like, fuck me, and it was ugly, man. So. <laughs> All right, so let's go into the review. Um, I'm going to let Daniel break down the wins, oh. uh, the teams Okay, uh, that are going to do it. You want to go get your phone real quick? I got to get my phone because it's charging. But the first one I know was the Chiefs at Texans. And then, Aaron, you take what you got to take. Yeah, the Chiefs and Texans, that was kind of a blow. It was kind of a boring game, too. It was like I remember watching it, and I was like, you kind of felt that the Chiefs were taking over the game, but they kind of did it nonchalantly, I guess you would say. And then Deshaun Watson, I'm telling you guys, I've like, I know you guys always have your receipts on like what I say about Deshaun Watson, but he did not look good. You know, you can't tell me that Texan team got better by losing, not having Jadavion Klein. I know they lost him a year ago, but you lost D Hop. You got Brandon Cooks, great, and he did look okay, but he's not D Hop. And so, um, with that, I lost. I picked Texans to cover that spread, and the cover, the spread was kind of firm, wasn't it? Like nine or some shit like that. It was nine, yeah. It was nine, and uh-huh. I was like, that's why I kind of picked it, and they still didn't cover that. I think the score, the end score was uh, 31-14, yep. and then Daniel also took that L. Travis is the only one with that W. Damn it. That's annoying, isn't it? That is kind of a firm one. The next one, I believe, was going to be pa- the Packers and the Vikings. There it is. Boom. And so, did you watch any of that game, by the way? Yeah, freaking Aaron Rodgers lit it up. I was very pleasantly surprised. You look like – he looked – not like he looked last year. You know, I thought he was on – he was coming down a little bit, obviously, last year. Just didn't look the same. Obviously, he got a fire lit under his butt, and he's like, y'all pick Jordan Love. You know, I thought he'd go the other round, and, you know, it's one game, sample size. But, no, dude, like, the Vikings have a good defense, and he torched them, bro, for 400-plus yards, four tutties, no picks. That was a really good game by him. Very impressed and very encouraging by the Packers with, you know, the fact that they have a lack of receivers. So, I'm happy. I was very pleased for the same exact reasons. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I'm correcting a little bit of stats. He had three touchdowns, and he had 300 Ooh. yards. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, but he still torched them because he had a, uh, a quarterback rating 
uh, the highest or highest like ninety six or something like that, something crazy. Not to the one hundred and fifty one, but like the PFF yeah. quarterback rating. It okay. was the highest ever since two thousand ten. So his MVP campaign is well on its way. Wow. And so that was kind of an easy one. The next one, third game, Daniel, do you want to fill me in on the third game? I was. I was trying to look at the stats for sure. Uh, Bucks at Saints. So the Saints were at home, projected to win by three and a half. Myself and Travis took the dub on that one. Aaron picked the Bucks, took the L on that one. Um, I'll go first. Initial thoughts on that. You know, look, I think it's overreacting to say that, you know, Tom Brady had a bad game. Sure, like they had no preseason games to run. You know, he's it's his first competitive time with Mike Evans. They were they had some miscues. Um Tom Brady, I believe, his worst season as far as turnovers goes. Mike Evans wasn't even supposed to play, and he did play near the end, so that's another thing. And he did play, yeah, exactly. But Tom Brady's worst turnover season of all time, I think it was like 2005, he threw, he had 14 turnovers. He already had two picks in this first game. Not very encouraging, but I think they clean all that stuff up. You know, Bruce Arians is an excellent coach. He's going to square it all away. Tom Brady's an excellent player. You know, they just don't know each other yet. It was their first competitive setting. Those preseason games would have helped them tremendously. And Tom will get it all good. What do you think? I was going to kind of save this for my overreaction, but oh, I'm going to yeah, over. True. My bad. I am going to. No, no, it's fine. Um, I lost on this one, so I initially, you know, I'm kind of flip flopping. I watched the game. I watched the game from start to finish, and it was boring as fuck, bro. Yeah. Like, excuse my language, but it really was. I fucking it was boring. I was like, Tom wasn't getting shit going. Uh, their defense looked nostalgic. Like, I'm not nostalgic, but like, just look, you know, just there. You know what I mean? They're kind of just going through the motions. And then the Saints even. Mm-hmm. The Saints put up points, but they like Drew Brees look not Drew Brees-esque. And they still put up numbers. Michael Thomas is out for the season, and so that's going to be huge. I thought Alvin Kamara looked unreal. He's going to be the real deal. Um, he's going to have an unreal season after signing a huge deal, $75 million extension, so good for him. Um, but I over react to the Bucks because you put up 14. I know the Saints defense was solid last year, but you still had so many weapons. You had Gronk who had 2.1 fantasy points. He was a non-factor. There's so many non-factors. Godwin didn't really do anything. Mike Evans didn't do Surprising. anything. And you're like and also this is another stat. Tom Brady has thrown three interceptions for touchdowns in three straight games. Yeah. The only other person to do that is Jameis Winston and Blake Bortles. That's not a conversation you want to be in. <laughs> I would have thought Phil Rivers and this is would fucking be on Tom there Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I am going to overreact to this. I think it's not just the first game jitters because Tom Brady has a wonderful record in week one in the NFL. Regardless of, so I am overreacting to this to a point. I don't, I think Tom Brady, and this is another small statistic, is Bruce Arians, whenever he has a first year quarterback, like, you know, the people that he's had in the past, Jameis Winston, and uh, who am I thinking of on the Cardinals? Uh,. Uh, Kyler Murray? No. No, no, no. J- uh, Josh Rosen. Please. Oh, thank you. Uh, but they led the league in interceptions. And so with what you said with Tom Brady already having two in his worst year is 14. I think Tom Brady breaks his own interception record. I think he, I think he throws anywhere from 16 to 18. And I think the Bucks are going to miss the playoffs because I don't think they actually put it all together that well. That's overreaction after week one. And that's a bold statement. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And I hope they do put together because that's going to be a f- wonderful offense to do. Yeah. And I don't mean to contradict myself, but that's my overreaction with that game. A lot of it. Dang. It was a lot to take in. Mind-blowing. Not for me. I don't care. No, I'm just playing. Uh, next, Wago, game four, right? Yeah, yeah that's the Titans uh, Chargers. Or, excuse me, Titans. Uh, 
we got the Titans at Broncos. It was gross. It was even. It was at Broncos, so that basically means they said the Titans would win by three. And we picked. We all picked the Titans. We all picked the Titans. So we all Clean won that. Sweep. Clean we sweep. We all won that. Something, That's nice. No problem, Bob. You know, but, hey, field goals look rough for Goskowski. Thoughts on that one? Dude, just watching it, like the – the offense didn't necessarily flow as much as I wanted to initially. It's ended up getting there. Um, Derrick Henry, I know it's going to sound funny, had a quiet 118 yards. Yeah, yeah, which is dope. Like he I, really did had a quiet. I mean, he rushed. I think he 30. turned it on in the back end of the game. He right? had a couple big 15, 17 yarders, but he had 31 rushes. So they're committed to the run, and you always knew Tennessee was going to be, and they used that play action with Tannehill. Especially Tannehill after they also. Paid him. By the way, Tannehill, he had two touchdowns, and he also had the fifth-highest quarterback rating in the NFL week one. That's great. So I don't want to hear any slander with the 16-14 to win. I understand that. We left 10 points on the board with three missed field goals and a missed extra point. So it shouldn't have been in the game in the first fall. And the fact that it was, Tannehill still marched us down Mm -hmm. in a 12th play, and it ate up all the clock. And we got a chip field goal for 27 yards to win it. So, like, Tannehill did all that while Derrick Henry quietly had 100 yards. And our defense, you know, looked stagnant at points. In, but we still held Drew Locke, who was supposed to be a decent quarterback this year. But no one was really that high on him. We didn't, you know, he, but he didn't do anything that special. Jared Judy got held in check. Philip Lindsay got hurt and got held in check. Melvin Gordon held in check. So, it was an ugly game. But the Titans absolutely deserved that win. That's what I'm going for. I mean, yes, I think I was, I don't know, Aaron, like, yeah, Tennessee handily should have beat them and they're much better and they would have, you know, given the fact that Goskowski did his actual job, you know, because he butchered some very small field goals. But, like, I think Denver is going to be really good this year. I think Tennessee is going to be much better, as I've said. You know, I think they're going to make it very far. But I like Drew Locke a lot. I think he's legit, bro. And Jerry Judy had a nice little route that he ran, a couple of routes where I was like, okay. like, Did you watch the whole game, though? A uh, good amount. The reason I say that is Jerry Judy, a lot of people were praising him for his route running, and he did. He looked very crisp. We also had a we had two of our corners down, so he was going against backup, backup corners. We had a guy who had the worst quarterback rating in all football last mm. week. Mm. He was 100 out of 100. Okay. And so credit to Jerry Judy for forcing that. Yeah. But at the same time, Jerry Judy also had two drops. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. were blatant drops. So to compare him to Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen this early after week one is bold. Yes, your route running is good. Let me see you continue to look amazing after three seasons, not yeah. let alone three quarters. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I'm just I'm pretty high on him. I like Drew Locke. I think Melvin looked okay. You know, granted, you know, I don't like him anymore as <laughs> not a Charger fan, but I think he did his job. I think he had like 85 rushing yards. Not crazy, but no. Something. I think he had only like 60, but he had oh, yeah? a, uh, 87 total with total uh, yards. Maybe that was receiving. It. Yeah, but yeah, the Titans. You know, I didn't feel like they weren't going to win it at any point. Like they handedly gave the Denver a dub or that you know the the L, I guess at that point. So yeah, yeah, it was a good game for sure. Yeah, not yeah. It was kind of ugly, but we'll go to the next one. The next one is the Chargers at Schmangles. Oh God! Bengals were projected to lose by three and a half, and they covered because they Chargers lost by three. Man, man, okay. I, I we all lost that one. I'm gonna ask the same question, and then we're playing that sound on a W. So Daniel's got to go to the restroom, but I'm gonna give my initial thoughts on what the Charger game looked to me. I kind of feel. Like, I was right when I asked. I know that I'm talking to myself in a way right now. But uh, Daniel and Travis were trying to tell me that Tyrod Taylor is going to be solid this season. He's a 
Uh, he's a quarterback that will check down. He's a quarterback that will, you know, as long as he has a decent defense behind him, he'll get you wins to get you to the postseason. Not at all. There's a, at one point he was eight of 18 with like 112 yards. He looked absolutely atrocious. He was missing all his spots. His receivers weren't getting open. Uh, the run game, I also mentioned this just to give myself a little bit more cred, uh, is I also called that Austin Eckler wasn't going to be an every down back. I knew they needed to get somebody else in a draft or in a free agency, whether it be Leonard Fournette, somebody, uh, but they left Melvin Gordon grow or go. And Austin Eckler did not look like the every down back that you guys thought he was going to be. And it's mainly because they can target him because Tyrod is that bad of a quarterback. So that's kind of a lot of praise in myself. And it's a little bit more of your overreaction. They still got the win. However, am I wrong, Daniel? I mean, I don't know that I was like Austin Eckler is the every down back. But I feel you like let's eat our words a little bit. Tyrod looked bad. So I definitely agree there. I think he had, you know, completed 50% of his passes for under 200 yards and just was real under subpar. You know, he looked really bad. Missed Keenan on some passes. Couldn't hit his checkdowns, which is like his bread and butter. It was weird. You know, he has a checkdown team. Keenan Allen is not a deep threat. He's large, 100%, but he likes the slants. Austin Eckler is a guy that you can throw the screens to. He was just missing balls. It looked bad. Wasn't pleased at all. It's like, do we put Justin Herbert in now? I think that's overreacting a little bit. I think Tyra gets better, but it was not exciting, you know. Um, What I'll tell you about, you know, uh, the Bengals is I think Joe Burrow's for real. Like, I don't know what, how you felt about him, but there was a couple drives where, especially at the end, he was putting it all together. Obviously, their kicker missed a really short field goal that would have put him up to tie and then go into overtime. You know, I would have liked to see that. I would have liked to watch a little bit more football and to give us that experience. And if we lose to the Bengals, we lose to the Bengals. Like, we probably deserve it at that point, you know. Like, But, no, I like Joe Burrow. I think he's legit, man. And uh, I don't know. What do you think, Aaron? Do you like Joe? With the Bengals, I I think it's funny that the Chargers got all out chargered. Yeah, you know facts, I mean? huh? Yeah, the thirty one. Like it's about time we get paid. You're back. Like you know what? I'm not mad about it. The Bengals of Judas before in the playoffs with field goals, so it's mm. kind of a little of a nice little sweet redemption for the Chargers. I've watched those. I've seen those games. So I think our last playoff win. win was against the Bengals, actually. Like what? 2012? No, 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 no. Even more recent. It was. It was like 15, 16, because the Bengals have lost in the oh, first yeah, round of playoffs yeah, yeah, yeah. for a lot of years to come. You know, Giovanni Bernard was there. That was one of our game questions, too. Was it? Oh. Travis was. But, hey, my initial thoughts was the Chargers did not look that good. The yeah. Bengals looked Thanks, even worse. Uh, Joe Burrow, yes. I did not like what Joe Mixon and A.J. Green brought to the table. I thought they were going to be a lot better. I picked them in my fantasy league, so you motherfuckers better pick it up. Um, right. But... Joe Burrow, especially on that last drive that you mentioned, um, I think he went seven of eight total on that drive. Big time. And if it wasn't for a offensive pass interference, they would have won that. You know, and it clearly was an offensive pass interference. I'm not saying that it wasn't, but if they didn't call that, if they picked up the flag or didn't throw it, that was a touchdown. They won the game. We'd be having a whole different conversation. We'd be praising the shit out of Joe Burrow, which we still are. Um, he's still young. Game one, uh, the Chargers defense didn't. You know, I mean, I only I know they held them to thirteen, but they didn't have cause any turnovers, did they? No. Oh yeah, no, Melvin. Uh, oh, that yeah, they're no. Okay. Denzel Perriman had a fumble, forced fumble at the end, but like no interceptions on Joe Burrow. So no, I'm, no, no. I'm oh high. no, he had a pick. Just kidding. Oh okay. Sorry so, about that. 
But I don't know. It's Bengals are a really bad team, so it's kind of hard to overreact or underreact to that kind of game. Kind of with the Titans and the Denver, it's kind of hard to overreact or underreact. Yeah, it's too early, both, bro. Like Denver's not the greatest team in, in my opinion, and I, you know, I think the Titans kind of underplayed and they knew it. They looked ugly, to be honest with you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, predictions for next week. What are we going into? What All right, let's go Chiefs. Oh, overreactions and, and other stuff. Yeah, I kind of had my overreactions. Um, I do have a couple more. So if you want to go into yours, I like yours. What was yours called, Daniel? We got the overreactions versus hold your horses. Hold meeting. your horses, Daniel. Yeah. All right, Please dude. tell me, hold your horses on what? So hold your horses on the Patriots being so cool with Cam Newton, being so real good. Yeah, like congrats, Patriots. You beat Miami in week one. Are you supposed to do that? Absolutely, 10 out of 10 times. Are Ryan sp- Fitzpatrick as quarterback, yes. Ryan Fitzpatrick as quarterback. Tua's not even there yet. Yeah, you've gotten a little bit better, and they finished on a hot streak last year. I understand that Miami had beaten the Patriots at the back end of the year, so the Patriots couldn't get that number one seed. Remember that? I do. That was cool, and that's all good. And you know Brian Flores, or I think that's the, the head coach's head name. Head coach, yeah. Brian Flores, you know that looked good on you. That's a real gem. But look, you know, Here's here's why I say hold your horses, because number one, did Cam prove it throwing the ball? No, he really did not. And number two, is this guy going to be able to sustain 14 designed run plays for 16 games? How many total I mean, runs did he have, with think, including I, scrambles? It was like 15. 15? If 14, 14 were designed? Design run, yeah, <laughs> which is insane, you know? So no way. He had two rushing touchdowns. The guy has become, I mean, I, I'm not bashing him. I like Cam, I do, but he's just very injury-prone at this point in his career. He's 30-something 30 year, 30 years old, I think, at 31. 30, 31, 32. He's just a little bit older now, and, uh, you know, he gets injured more. So he can't hold up for 14 carries a game, so they're going to have to switch that up. I thought they should have smashed the Miami Dolphins, you know, and so I'm not impressed yet. I say hold your horses there. Aaron, what you think? No, that's that's actually really good points. That was all great points. I thought they should have beat up on Miami too, especially with Tua not playing. Yeah. Um. And you know they won. What was the score? Twenty one to like seven or something. Ten seven or 10, So yeah. I mean, like that's still you know that's a couple score games that they won. And the Patriots defense. Twenty one eleven. The Patriots defense is that good still. Don't get that twisted. They are that good. Um. But Cam, no touchdowns in the air. Uh, he had two rushing touchdowns, which kudos to him. That's Cam's game. And Bill Belichick is doing a good job of going to Cam's game. Yeah. However, it's not sustainable. And I think you should hold your horses on jumping back on the Patriots train as well. So I thought that was a great one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I'm looking at Cam's stats, 15-19 throwing. So very efficient, 155 yards, no picks, no tutties. And then 15 carries, 75 yards. He led the team in carries. And that was also a New England Patriots quarterback rushing record, and he did that week one. So it's new era in the Patriots, and guess what? It looks positive. It's nothing but positives to take from this. The only negative is on the hold your horses is maybe we're overreacting on jumping on the hype train is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying, you know, and who knows, but, like, it's still too early. Second hold your horses, the Bucks versus Saints, you know. Um, maybe Aaron disagrees with this one. Maybe not. I think we we got into it a little I kinda bit. I kind of did that one. My yeah. overreaction is like, I'm overreacting. You're telling me to hold my, hold yeah. my horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's, I love that we kind of got went back and forth on our thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, what makes you think I should hold my horses, though? I just think that the lack of being able to get some actual run against a different team hinders them tremendously. Um, Aaron's going bathroom now, so we got this. But no, man, I can't talk that by myself for a minute long. No, 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 just the fact that uh, 
you know, Tom Brady hasn't had any experience with Mike Mike Evans. You know, he actually did very well with Scotty Williams. I think that's a little a tall white receiver. He always does good with white receivers for some reason, which I think is hilarious. But that dude had like seven catches for ninety three yards. Fantasy pickup, by the way, if you don't have him, go grab him. I already tried to swoop him, Aaron. Don't even try and do it. So I was impressed by Scotty Williams. But, yeah, Chris Godwin's going to pick it up. Mike Evans is going to pick it up. It's just all little things that they need to clean up. Plus, I think Bruce Arians is an excellent coach. He'll square it all up. Um, And you know what? You're playing the Saints, bro. Like The Saints are a good team. You know, you can't hate on them. At least I think they're a good team. Aaron may think otherwise. I think he does as well. Travis is kind of a hater on the Saints, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a little bit of an overreaction. Gronkowski was an absolute non-factor. So that was kind of a little tough. Um, who else was there? No, nah, yeah. Gronk, Gronk was tough, but Aaron, did you hear anything I said about Scotty Williams, the receiver? He's back. The white receiver that Tom Brady was good with. He was, he had like seven catches for like 93 yards. Totally a random dude, undrafted. I think free like agent. a Danny Amendola type, Danny Julian Edelman. Just he's name always had. I'm it. making fun of like the fact that Tom always has like a white receiver that he just loves. Find someone in the seventh round, just nuts, you know. But no, basically, I was. My question: I heard you say that Mike Evans is going to pick it up, and everyone's going to pick it up. What made you think that after Week One? What made you think that Mike Evans is going to come back from his hamstring injury and pick it up? Just because of the large sample size that I've seen of Mike Evans already, okay. you know, that's all I need here. No, that's fine. But that can I, perfect. let me, well, oh, okay. let me expand a little bit. You know, it's like if Mike Evans made old boy, freaking, you know, Jameis, famous Jameis look like a stud, <laughs> you know, and granted he threw a lot of picks, but like Jameis would just throw the ball up and Mike would go figure it out. You know, like if he did that for him, What's he going to do for Tom? That's kind of my thoughts. And I like Chris Godwin a lot, too. He's a possession receiver. I think Tom Brady can get on a uh, a mental with him as well and kind of figure out Chris Godwin's game. And I think that can be real nice, bro. Like, that's a nice – and then the Scotty Williams, the white dude that he likes now all of a sudden. There's a good couple receivers for him, you know? So that's where I'm at. All right, well, we're going to get on to our games for next week, and we'll talk about some more overreactions for next week as well. The first game is going to be the Chiefs and the Chargers. The Chiefs are at the Chargers, and they are projected to win by eight and a half. That is two scores. Travis has already picked the Chargers to cover that spread. Daniel? I do not pick the Chargers to cover that spread. You don't? Oh, yeah, we got to write that down. Write that. You got a pen? I think the Chiefs beat us handedly, especially the way we looked against the Bengals. You want me to do it? Yeah, I got you. And, oh, with the pen, yeah, got you. Uh, you I think the Chiefs cover that spread. Yeah, so they beat us by over eight and a half. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. So me and you are on the same page there. That's good. That's Can flex. you give me another pen, fam? Are oh, you shooting oh, me? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right, next game. So me and Aaron agree that the Chiefs are going to beat the Chargers by a lot, even at away. Away and home doesn't really matter right now. And Travis picks the Chargers not to win, but to cover the spread. I asked him and verified. Next game, we got the Jags at the Titans. Titans at home. Titans are projected to win by nine points. Travis picks the Jags to uh, to beat the spread? Yeah, cover the spread, spread. Not cover. cover. Spread. cover beat spread. The spread. Yeah, so he's thinking the Jags will lose, but they're going to lose by under nine points. I also agree. I picked the Jags to cover that spread. Minus nine is a little firm with our field goal troubles. You know, we're going to put a shit ton of points on the board. I think we get more touchdowns against the Jags. However, the field goal problem is still real. Just because we made the game winner doesn't mean it's the problem's going away. So nine points is a little bit much. Who did the Jags beat last week? The you- Colts, bro. I told you the Colts were fake. Maybe the Jags are just real, you know? 
pick uh, your pick. Uh, no, I picked the Titans to cover that. I think the I think the Titans win by over nine points. I do like the Jags, bro. Like I love Gardner Minshew. He's the man. One of my coworkers actually went to Wazoo and partied with them a little bit. And he said he's awesome. Mizzou. No, no, Washington State. That's oh. where he went. But no, he went to Mizzou. No, no, no. no. Oh, that's Drew that's Lock. Yeah, that's Drew yeah. Lock. But yeah, so he he was in the Pac-12, Washington State, and uh, he said he's a good dude and. I like him, bro. I think he's a great quarterback. He has a I don't great th- mustache. Yeah, and I don't think that they should try and draft a new quarterback. Tr- honestly, like, he throws a good ball. He really does, bro. Like, they could work on some other stuff. Bro, you want some that- shit? He was 21 to 24 throwing. That's outstanding. He had, like, a 95%. Or it might have been better. So, he had a 95% accuracy. I was like, fuck me, dude. That's not bad. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Dude, you I- think hold on to that dude or, like, draft a new quarterback? No, they're I- all saying draft a new oof. quarterback. No, I think they should absolutely hold on to him, too. I... I- I don't like the Jags. I think they're a train wreck, but they should have that number one pick and trade it down and get a King's Ransom and then mm. ha- and build around them because I do think he's the real deal. I do like Minshew. Yeah. yeah. And they had a backup running back, something Robinson. I actually picked him up in fantasy. He got like 10 points. He was okay. So who, so I'm sorry. I missed it, what we picked. So me and you both picked the Titans or you don't? No, pick I the- picked the Jags still with that. All right, so Daniel picks the Titans, and then you guys Daniel, pick the Jags. Third party. The next game, though, we got the Patriots at the Seahawks. The Seahawks looked phenomenal to me. Oh um, I thought Russell Wilson it looked like the MVP candidate that we all thought he was going to be. He was a fantasy god with four touchdowns and over 300, I think, 311 yards as well. Uh, no turnovers. The Patriots, like we were just talking about, uh, the Seahawks are only projected to win by three, mm-hmm. and it's at home, and there's no way in God's green earth that the Patriots are going to be able to cover that. I think the Seahawks win by 17 or some crazy shit like that, so that's an easy pick for me. Yeah, me too. I, I think it's, you know, the Seahawks are really nice. I think DK Metcalf's going to have a hell of a year. Travis doesn't like him for whatever reason. I think he's a large, strong receiver. He has some drop problems is why I see some people not Hating like on him. him? Yeah, but yeah. I mean... He's too big. He's too fast to really hate. So, I mean, he's not going to be the Randy Moss that his body type it tells you he could be or sure. Megatron, but he's going to be, you know, a better Mike Williams, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's he's really nice, and, and so is Russell Wilson 100%. And, you know, their defense looks great. Jamal Adams looks for real, bro. I think after watching that game, I think he's He's a plug-in player, bro. You put him anywhere, he's going to excel. I think after that game, I will say definitively, that's the best safety in the league well over D- Derwin, you know, and that's tough for me to say as a Charger fan. Yeah, Jamal looks But phenomenal. I like he him, He had bro. a sack. He had quarterback pressures. He was making tackles. He's big tackles. time, dude. He's he all making, over the yeah, place. he was all over the place. He made a, a big impact week one. I noticed it, too. 100%. Last, oh, no, not last game. Fourth game, we got the Ravens at Texans. Ravens are playing at Texans, of course. Projected to win by seven points away. That is steep. Travis says they're covering that. Um, I'm letting you Ravens. go first. Um, what I'll say is I think that the Texans are going to lose, but they're going to lose by under seven um, simply because they just got bodied by the Chiefs, so they got to have a bounce-back game. Am I a fan of Bill O'Brien as their coach? No, haven't been for two years. He needs to go. You know, He's just not a good coach in my opinion. Or GM. Or Yeah, especially the GM level. You know, guess what? D-Hop went, uh, went off with uh, uh, Kyler Murray on the Cardinals, what, like 13 catches for like 160 yards. You know, old boy's missing him sorely. Aaron's not a fan of uh, – uh, what's his name? Deshaun Watson. Sean Watson, sorry. 
But I, I do like them. I think they cover that, and they need a bounce back game, but they're going to lose. They're going to be 0-2, unfortunately. I think the Ravens cover it. Um, the Ravens' offense is that good. Uh, J.K. Dobbins uh, is – oh, wait, no, wrong running back. No, yeah. I don't know. Running back for the Baltimore. Anyways, I, just the Ravens looked unreal. I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson picked off where he left off. He had 151 uh, passer rating, uh, which is you know oh. close to almost perfect. He looked amazing. The Texans got shredded by the Chiefs. They're going to get shredded by the Ravens, and I think the Ravens win by easy two scores, and so that's going to cover it. That's that's all I'm going to say. The Texans are not as good regardless at home. Again, there's not really an advantage being at home other than sleeping in your own bed. So, no, I don't. there's no way that the Ravens lose that by – there's no way that the Ravens don't cover, in my opinion. You want to know what the Ravens running backs rush for? Because you're talking about J.K. Dobbins, so I was just fact-checking. Mark Ingram, 10 carries, 29 yards, 2.9 average. No, Mark Ingram didn't do great. I didn't know that. J.K. Dobbins, 7 carries, 22 yards, 3 three yards per carry. That's yes. crazy, but guess what? Lamar, 7 carries, 45 yards. So there's your running back, And too. so they're passing it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but they're yeah, still passing. committed, and they have a committee. Oh, yeah, and they so do. That's they're everyone's staying fresh. I mean, yeah, they only had 50 yards total between them. Listen, I think the that's, Browns have a great D line. The Texans too. just gave up 138, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, why yeah. wouldn't I think the run games are going to take over? I think they are. So that's where I'm no, at. No, I'm totally with you. Nice. And I think the Browns have an excellent D line, so that's why they shut down the Ravens, you know, run game. But it's going to be different in this game. So I'm with you. Uh, last game, final game: Saints at Raiders. Saints projected to win by six points. Travis picks the Raiders. I don't, I didn't ask him if he picked the Raiders to win, but he at least picked them to not lose by six. So what do you think, Aaron? I think the Saints cover this. Um, six is just a touchdown without a PAT. So I, I, I think they keep it close. The Raiders don't lose by a tremendous amount, but I think they lose do lose by six. The Saints, without Michael Thomas, everyone's like, oh, no. But Alvin Kamara is going to make a way to score another two touchdowns. Nice. Drew Brees is the most accurate quarterback. doesn't matter who you put at wide receiver. The Raiders won last week, you know, and they won, about, won against Carolina. They're playing at home. And so I, I like I like Travis's pick, and it's kind of hard to go with the Saints. But um, I honestly don't think that Josh Jacobs is going to do the same performance that he had with three touchdowns against the Saints. The Saints' defense is very stout. Um, I think it's going to give the Raiders a lot of trouble, so I think they do cover that. Yeah, I think that the Raiders are fat and happy off their win against Carolina. They think that's something good, but it's really not, you know. Um, so, yeah, I also pick the Saints to beat them at least by a touchdown. I think that's easy. That's not even a gamble for me. I think they win by that touchdown plus. So, Travis, we disagree with you on that one. I'm with Aaron on that one all the way. Now we got some fantasy football studs and duds, and we'll be quick on this one. Just kind of want to. I kind of want to ask about our, oh. our, just what your take from here. You're only in one fantasy league? Yeah, one. Our 16-man league? Yeah. I'm in two. So from your your game, are you wanting to like just freaking haul your whole team off away, or how are you feeling about your team? I feel like it was an auto draft, which was unfortunate, and I always Your like, whole auto? Yours is a whole, whole thing, yes. Oh, that sucks dick, bro. I had like... Some meetings with some clients, and that sucked during it. And I just kind of forgot about it at the same time. It was all auto draft, you know. That's miserable. uh, What I'm upset about is, and and this is a dud, is uh, James Conner, bro. He had like three points. He hurt his ankle. Yeah, and he's out. And then Snell, Brandon Snell, looked like everything that James Conner hasn't been the last two years. He rushed for like. 14 carries like Who has Snell right now. I bet freaking Jobert does. That bastard. He always has the the handcuffs. You know. 
So he had like 109 yards, and I'm like, wow, James, like, what are you doing, man? So James Conner's always battling injuries. I would have never drafted him in a million years. I was butthurt about that. I've got Alvin Kamara, though, and that's always nice. You know, they got him fifth overall. Um, and then another stud that I had was uh, Jameson Crowder. He had like eight catches for 100 and something yards and a tutty. He had like 22. Number one, one, number one. Anytime you're number one, you know what I mean? Then you're that's fire, you know. Yeah, exactly. The possession receivers, you know. You'd have thought Keenan Allen would have been one of those. Tyrod didn't do him any justice, so that's I told you. I was surprised, bro. I'm I thought that was gonna be a happy all. marriage. Not at all. It's too early, bro. Stop it. All right. So the biggest studs I took away from week one was I mentioned it earlier, Josh Jacobs. He had three touchdowns. He had ninety six yards total. Uh he looked every bit of the rookie of the year candidate that he was last year. Or he won it. No, no, Kyle Murray won it. He looked like he should have won it. Uh, especially with A.J. Brown, but he looked fantastic, man. I don't think he has three touchdowns again. However, he looked fantastic, and he had over, I think he had 32 points or some dumb shit like that. Mm -hmm. The next person was Russell Wilson. I also mentioned him earlier. He had four touchdowns. This dude's a stone one all the time. You know, Chris Carson looked great, too, and he's getting into his running backs. He's spreading the ball around, uh, but he looked fantastic. Uh, The next one, Deontay Adams. Uh, You kind of saw this coming, dude. Like, he was going to be the number one for – he is number one for Aaron Rodgers. You don't know anyone else. Uh, Vlander, what's the number one? Vanta Scalding or whatever. Thank you, yes. He is actually worth a pickup. If you guys can't pick him up, he's got a lot of targets. Um, Not in our league, but if you're in a 12-man, sure. But very unsurprising. The one that I'm happily surprised about is the D-hop. Are you surprised about the D-hop as well as he did? Especially with – he had a career high. 100%, 100%, at least in the first game, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. He was my first overall pick in our 16-man league with our 14th pick, so I'm very pleased about that. That's, That's the fire. only highlight that I have on my team, by the way. <laughs> Him and Matt Ryan did good. Everyone else on my team did absolutely ass. I got wrecked by Rudy. He put up 149. I think I lost by, like, 43 or some dumb shit, bro. It was bad. It's rough. Yeah, one of those sad, bro. Uh, But the other one is Crowder that you mentioned, a possession receiver that looked great. Um, I'm going to let you go through the duds, bro, because there was quite a bit of them. The duds, we had Gronkowski to start it off. I think he had maybe a catch or two for like 15 yards. He had one catch, bro, and I had Gronk. I have Gronk. That's your starting tight end? That was my starting tight end. You were feeling like he's going to be nice. You I know, didn't Tom feel Brady. that t- confident. I went, I thought it was a stretch when I picked him, to be honest. But you thought five catches, 57 yards, like something like that, right? Maybe something like that. Maybe like a goal line touchdown. Maybe three three catches for 40 or maybe three catches for 35 yards, but one of them was a touchdown. That sounded very reasonable to me. I agree with you. I totally would see that, and I think that'll probably play out that way. You know, maybe it was just game one. You know, I hope so. So I'm with you, but yeah, it sucks for a dud. James Conner for me is the other one we talked about, you know, really bad. He had like four carries for nine yards and like two catches for like six yards. Didn't do anything for me. This is the big one. Big one is Saquon, bro. Number three, he had six yards rushing. And then guess who, guess who, six yards rushing total on like 19 carries. I think he averaged point four yards per carry, bro. Now, I will tell you, their O-line looks atrocious, and the Steelers have a disgusting defensive line and linebacking core. Like, their defense is dope. Easily a top-five defense, so we're not going to hate on that. But, like, God, give this guy some help. You know, O-line aside, I also think Saquon just underperformed. You know, like, you have to be more explosive. I understand you're getting met in the backfield a lot of times. There were some opportunities for him to break off some runs, and he didn't do it. If you are the playmaker of the team and they pay, you know, they have you, and they drafted you this highly. You've got to, you've got to be better. You know, your line sucks. Sure, I get it, but you've got to be better, bro. 
Um, so I was disappointed in that. Um, thoughts on that, Aaron? No, I mean, you said it all. I mean, Saquon, point four, that's unheard of. And this is supposed to be the best running back. Everyone was, you know, praising the shit out of this dude. And yeah. I like him, too. Don't get me wrong. And he did get into open field on some, like, you know, screenplays and passes. So he got a couple points from that. Yeah. And But, like, dude, you're... That's the only threat you have, and, and I mean, Danny Dimes wasn't do. I mean, he had a couple good throws. He has but flashes, like, right? But that offense line is absolutely atrocious. They were in the. They are literally meeting him in the backfield, four yards in the backfield, and he has to dodge people just to get a yard. So, mm-hmm. not all his fault, but no, no, at the no. same time, like, dude, six yards, fuck me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next one's Nick Chubb. Aaron, I didn't watch too much of this game because I knew it was just a bore from the jump. I know you watched a little bit more because you do have Nick, right? I do have Nick Chum, dude. That's what I'm saying. I have two duds on this list already. <laughs> God damn it, bro. That's hilarious. Sorry, I was swollen beer. I almost spit it out right there. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Two duds, Aaron. What do you think, dude? I think nothing of it, dude. Uh, I think Chubb does make a bounce back. I know that Kareem came in and looked hot, and it looked like he was going to steal the uh, steal it away. But Chubb still had like initially like four carries for like forty five yards, so he still looked like the explosive Nick Chubb. I think he didn't get nearly the amount of touches near at the very end because he had a fumble, yeah. which I hope is not a continuation and a problematic later in the year. Yeah. And, you know, having Kareem Hunt uh, as an, a great number two, uh, should be number one, behind him is kind of rough. But I think he takes the challenge, and I think he bounces back pretty well. Oh. Not as well as Gronk. I don't feel the same confidence with Gronk uh, Look, that I do with Chubb. Question. Browns play the, the Bengals Thursday night game. That's kind of a fire Thursday night game. I like it. You know, like, I That's think. a boring-ass game, bro. I got the you do? Bengals and the Browns. That's the two worst teams in the last five years. Are you shitting me? I like Joe Burrow, bro. And, and I want to see if Baker is just, I don't know. I'm waiting. You know, it's like I'm losing my faith in him. You know, I'm like, Yeah, I so know, am bro. I, especially with OBJ just asking. They're, they're shopping him. They are Odell now? fell the fuck off the last two they're, years. He ain't going to do anything, dude. I think it's Baker's fault, too. Who knows? You know, what I'll tell you is it's it's just hard. It's like. Is it is it Baker? It can be Baker. Has he had four coaches in three years? Yeah, he has had four. That's coaches a Mary. That's the same happened to Mariota. Mariota yeah. put the uh, same thing. So facts. You're right. And then he dipped out, and the one difference was a quarterback. So what do you think happens in that game? Does Chubb go off on the Bengals? Because I can tell you definitively, I think the Chargers don't have a miserable O line, but none of our running backs necessarily went off. Maybe Nick Chubb's different. He probably is. What do you think, Aaron? Nick Chubb be- and Kareem Hutt are far away in a better. Running backs than the Chargers could even fathom to put out on the field, and I know their offensive line is supposed to be decent, but they're not. You know what I mean? I thought Tayrod got a lot of pressure on him. I don't think that's the same. I think the Browns' offensive line upgraded this offseason with Jack Conklin. Uh, so there's a lot to be positive about with this uh, run game. It's the off. It's the it's the passing game that I'm most concerned about with OBJ being so bad, with Baker Mayfield looking so out of sorts, and it's super concerning like you you mentioned earlier and i and it's i don't know i don't i mean but it's also going against the Bengals. the Bengals are arguably going to be the worst team in the nfl this year again you know if they win over four games i projected them win six i think that's a little bit of a stretch i am a big fan of joe burrow as well um i have aj green and joe mixon so i hope it's a shootout in a weird way i truly don't think it does happen um but Chubb is absolutely a star. He's a, he's a number one running back. You don't bench a number one running back, even if it, there is cream in the backfield. And so I'm not going to mention him. I also have no one the fuck else I can play. 
So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. Like, bench tub for who? Like, that's, you know what I mean? Who's the Tyreek Cohen? Tyreek Cohen's my other running back, and the Bears looked very support. They won, so shout out them, I guess, that they won. Um, but I don't know. It's it's You have to play them kind of thing. Speaking of, you know, unproven quarterbacks could make it, could break it, whatever, you talked about the Bears, you know. What do you think about Mitch Trubisky? He looked like dog shit again, except for in the fourth quarter where he threw three touchdowns in that fourth quarter to get them for the W. What are your thoughts on this dude? Keep in mind, they passed on Patrick Mahomes. They passed on Deshaun Watson to get this guy. Not only that, they also traded up to get him and lost some draft picks. Thomas would love to hear this. Aaron, what are your thoughts on him? Is he done after this year, or do they give him an extension, or what would you do with him, or what do you think they're going to do? It's kind of too much to read into week one. You know what I mean? He looked like Mitch Trubisky that we've always seen, just overthrows, underthrows, inaccurate, just looks shooken. And then you see this flash in the fourth quarter that he looks like a a no-brainer first-round pick that you traded up for. And it's confusing, but you got to roll with what you got. You got to hope for the best. If you're a Bears fan and are truly a Bears fan, are you rooting against this guy? I fucking hope not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are you hoping that Mr. Risky throws an interception to prove you right? Then you're not a real fan. I want my guy to score two, uh, three, throw a million touchdowns and get me the freaking win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Honestly, as a true fan, yeah. that's my thought. That's the way you should go into it. You should be like, fuck it, dude. We should be re-signing Allen Robinson. We should run He's in with Mitch. And... You're not. You're not. You're kind of not doing that, and you're not giving the confidence. But shout out Mitch by playing through the noise. You know what I mean? Yes, he looked bad in the first three quarters, but he came away with the W. Is that what you wanted? A W? Yes, it is. So yeah. fuck me. There's been uglier Ws. Just to throw a little curveball at you, Allen Robinson has now unfollowed every single Bears player. You know, starting tonight, and he because you, I think he wants a new contract, and he has the most. Um, Contested uh, catches. Yes, out of anybody in the last two or three years. He also has the highest percentage of non-catchable passes thrown to him. Did you know that? I mean, I can believe it. Mitch Trubisky, in my opinion, what I was And Blaine say, Gabbert was thrown to him. My opinion on Mitch Trubisky is he's trash, okay? He's a decent runner for sure, but it's an embarrassment and a joke, and you need to fire the Bears GM as a result of you passed up on Mahomes and Deshaun. Mahomes, I can absolutely see. That's not just him. I think that's the scouting department, bro. That's Dude, really fine. no. The, honestly, bro, it's sure. scouting department, and that is like GMs bringing new scouts. So that is that kind of comes along with it. What you're saying, and yeah, your yeah. GM makes those decisions. But that's a big on the scouts, bro. The fact that you have scouts out there saying that, like, yo, Mahomes and Deshaun Watson are not nearly as good as Mitch Trubisky because of X and O reasons, and you're just like. And you got sold on it. Like, it's a, it's a combination of things. Would you think that, though? Like, you saw what Deshaun did in Clemson, and he won a national championship game. You're like, this dude's a winner and threw a nice Yeah, there's high. no way I would have passed on like, Deshaun compared to him. Like, I like Deshaun. I didn't really know too much about Mahomes going into the draft, but I knew a shit either. ton about the Watson, and yeah. I would have picked him over a lot of motherfuckers. I can tell you right now, Deshaun, Pat, whoever you want, plus that defense in the last two or three years where they've been young and really talented – that would have been something different, bro. And you dropped the ball. Like, your window is now shut. Your defense is going to get old. It's only getting older, unfortunately. And it's, it, no, like, Mitch is going to be out the door next year. That's my thoughts. You know, maybe that's a little firm. Thomas agrees, I believe. You, you think know. Nick Foles takes over eventually? Um, 
It won't do him much good either way. But you might, he might. They, I think they kind of go back and forth. I think Mitch does really shitty a couple games in a row, and then they're like, all right, we're going to go with Foles. And then Foles comes in, does okay, plays another game, does shitty, and then might Mitch predicts he might come back in. So it might hurt a fucking thumb, and then it's going to be a quarterback carousel, and it's going to be a disaster. And it's I, gonna, They're going to be bad. Yeah, like going off what you're saying. But they like, won. But they won. They, so, you know what? They're happy. Bunch is happy if he listens to it. Bunch is a Bears fan, so. They won against the Lions, bro, and the Lions are just... And they also should have lost because Swift yeah. should have fucking caught that ball. Absolutely. That is bullshit. I watched that, and I was like, God damn, he's a rookie, but it was fucking... Literally, you, like, he was running, and it's one of those... I've, I've had this because on a, on a... I played running back, so, like, on a wheel route, you run a wheel route, or if you're just even running a go route, and he throws it to your inside shoulder, all you're doing is turning your shoulders and catching it on your chest. You're like, yeah, yeah. that's fucking easy money. That's what I would rather do anyway. Yeah. And he dropped that, so... It's kind of heartbreaking. All right, Daniel, we're making the transition. We're talking about basketball. We're talking basketball. I just texted Travis, said we're about to call him. He wants to talk basketball as well. He read the message, but it has not responded yet. So I got to call strange. this guy. Should we give jump him, into him? Give him a call. He said, give me a five-minute heads up. We're giving him five seconds. I'm getting five-second heads up. Oh, he up. said he's ready, so we're good. We're, we're good going into it. it. We're getting Travis on the phone. All started off, or should I just wait? Let's just ring it. Let's get him in here. Okay, let's get him into the mix, to the room. We got him on Bluetooth. We have some really high-end technology. I don't hear him. Do you have to put it on speaker? It's not ringing. Phone, who this? Hello, senor. Yeah, I'm trying to get the Bluetooth fixed. It's on. Um... Hold on there, Barry Sanders, okay? How are you, senor? Oh, copy. Hold on. We're working on it, Trav. All right, all right, all right. Oh, man. Technical difficulties, but we good. How is it? It was supposed to be connected before. Is it connected now? Or it no? is now connected. Sorry about the difficulties. Oh, Aaron, it was on you? Dude, it really was already connected, though. I don't that's weird. Trav, can you hear us good? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, it's a little bumpy, but I can. We, right, well, I we're going to try our best. We're going to try our best, and you're going to have to try your good. best to listen. All right, so we just kind of went about uh, all our NFL pickums, our fantasies. We gave your takes on it. Not really. We just kind of got who you picked. But Congrats, what, Travis, on winning in week one. You're up. You went 4-1, my friend. Against the spread. Hey, which one did that trip? The one we lost all, we all lost on the very last one, and that is the Chargers Bengals. Yeesh. Yeah. Isn't that funny? It's very <laughs> ironic, and I very, very like, much enjoy it. All the ones that we screwed up on it, the ones that, you know, I was most emotionally invested in. Are you sure that's funny, or does that just sound about right? It sounds about right, which yeah. is also funny at the same time as where I'm getting Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. All right, Travis. Well, we're gonna we transition to the NBA. So the first person, uh, first team we're gonna talk about are the Lakers. The Lakers lost the first game to the Rockets. We all kind of touched base on that, and then they rattled off four straight wins. The last win, we had a franchise record nineteen point or nineteen threes made. LBJ dropped twenty nine, eleven and seven was plus twenty nine. What was your biggest takeaway from the game, and what are you looking forward to next with the next series? Uh, that game was, or that series in general, I mean, it, like I said last podcast, it reminded me a lot of the, the Portland series. Like, the first game, things didn't go our way. We didn't play well. We weren't as sharp. 
and Frank Vogel being the defensive-minded genius that he is, adjusted, and we never looked back. It was fantastic. And Fire. going to the next series, playing against the Denver Nuggets with their spectacular guards, Paul Murray, it's going to be a lot of more of the same. I don't know if we're going to lose the first game or how exactly it'll go out, but I'm very confident in it. And I am just, you know, I feel like you guys are bearing the lead a little bit here. The Clippers just blew a three to one series <laughs> lead on it, against fucked. the Nuggets. Like this is this is incredible. I'm so excited right now. Are you guys <laughs> like? Oh, dude, we like, watched we watched wrong. the very, very end of it. Bad, we watched we watched the very end of it, but holy shit, we couldn't even believe it, dude. Twitter's on fire right now. Marcellus Wiley's gonna hide in a cave. So. I feel I, I yeah, feel Kellerman, a little. Oh, think Kawhi's better than LeBron and and like all these dudes. Cowherd saying that the Clippers would beat the Lakers at five. Like, dude, f these guys. All their sorry ass takes talking about how great this championship caliber team is. Playoff team poop the bed. Kawhi didn't even do good in the fourth quarter, and I actually is the only guy on the team I have respect for. He did Everything bad the whole game. That happened in that series is indicative of what the Clippers are as a franchise, and as those guys and are. Doc Rivers. I know do you think Doc goes? Attack, I think Doc is not a good coach. Do you think he goes? Do you think he gets fired? Yeah. I don't know if Ballmer has a has a stone to do that. To be honest, I agree with that yeah, take I mean, that you just said. You to... said Doc Rivers is not a good coach. I agree. I too. agree with that full heartedly because everywhere that he's gone, he's been handed a fantastic team, yep. and he hasn't elevated to him that everyone expected. He's always been just what you kind of expected, but they never elevated. And that's been the same with the Clippers. I know he never elevated anyone's game. Um, you know, their defense was there. Great. But no one, you're I, the whole year. You never were like, oh yeah, they're going to be taken over. And you're kind of expecting like, uh, I guess you can say a golden state takeover that to that degree or what they're making out to be. But you're right. I think doc rivers is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I've been like, the first time he has one title in his whole career, and that was with four Hall of Famers on the starting team. Exactly. And then you got guys like Tony Allen and Nate Robinson and all these effective bench players, and they still beat a Lakers team. Big Baby Davis. In what, six? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just – I never thought that Doc was anything special. He seems like choke in the fourth quarter. They they always kind of seem to have an excuse. And my favorite part of all of this, because I was upset at first. I was like, oh, man, I want the Lakers to – beat the Clippers. I don't want them to That's get it. That's what Daniel know. said. Daniel said that same out. thing to me. And But you know what? This is even better. Like, I even thought, I didn't think they were as good as everyone else thought, and it turns out they weren't even as good as I thought. And that's... <laughs> No, no, like no, no, no. I think you're. I think you hit it spot on, Travis. Like you said, you're like. I don't think the the Clippers are going to make it to the Western Conference Finals to even face the Lakers. Like you were the only one that said that out of me and Aaron. And like you know, so big kudos to you on that one hundred percent. I'm a little bit butt hurt because I'm seeing people like Skip Bayless over here talking smack. Like, congrats, LeBron. Now you have your fourth, you know, victory because. Kawhi is the only one guy that would have beaten you, and that shit irritates the hell out of me, bro. Like, I can't even front. I wanted the them to win in seven. And I you wanted, wanted all the smoke. I wanted all the smoke, and I knew that LeBron would have beat that team in five, bro. Like, I just really feel strongly about that, and now I don't get it, and it's irritating. What do you think about that, Travis? No, I, I, I think you're 100% right. That's how I was at first, honestly. I was like, dude, this is kind of lame. I wanted to beat the Clippers. Yeah. I wanted this team to go in there and, and just, Take care of business. I didn't want any excuse. But and then I kind of sat back and when I was thinking about it, when Denver was going on that, like, I don't know, like 35 to 6 run or whatever it was, yeah. I was thinking to myself, they you know what? unreal for a second, though. Yeah. 
I was like, you know what? They don't have any excuses. Not one dude is injured. Not one dude is not in the bubble. Nothing is going wrong. There's no controversy, no nothing. And they just blew a 3-1 lead to 23-year-old Jamal Murray and 24-year-old Jokic or whatever. And as much as I would have loved to see the Lakers just clamp on those dudes to destroy them, the fact that they have zero excuses to beat this Denver team and Skip Bayless and all these guys saying shit like that, they're just grasping at straws. Skip Bayless has been a joke since he's ever been on TV. And same thing with Cowherd. Cowherd, like, he kind of took, like, what are you going to say? Marcellus Wiley's, like, posted stuff on Twitter, like, with a crying emoji. Like, I guess next year, LOL. Like, he took it, right? Like, he accepted the fact that he was wrong. He got his team, his team's ass kicked. And just all these different guys, like, they can't say shit. I know it sucks, and you want the Lakers to beat them, but they look like clowns trying to talk shit, saying, oh, the Clippers, you know, the LeBron didn't have to say this. I don't care. I am the happiest dude in the world right now. Yeah. The Lakers are going to go ahead, and I think Denver's going to give them a good series, and I'm confident in the Lakers. And I think the two series will be fun. All right, how far does that series go for that game, for that series? And then let's talk about the Heat Celtics as well. But first, let's start. Travisimo, how many games are the Lakers – does it take for the Lakers to beat the Nuggets? Because they will win, but is it seven, six, or five, or four? You know, I really want to give Denver the respect they deserve because they did put it on them. Okay. But I do think the matchup is going to be very difficult with, like, LeBron championship caliber mode is going here. Yeah. I like the matchup. We're 3-1 and against them in the regular season. So I'm going to say Lakers and five. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. I think Aaron said that as well. He's going to the bathroom right now, but – We've been going pee a lot right now, but I picked the, the Lakers in five as well. I mean, if they won in four, I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, I think that yeah. I think that if you were to say, hey, would the Rockets or the Blazers beat the Nuggets in a seven-game series, I think they both might, you know, if I if I put it that yeah. way in my head. And yet we just beat those teams handedly, no problem, Bob. They're very young, and I think Jamal's going to be really, really intimidated by LeBron. So is Jokic. They have no business playing with this dude. This is the kingpin. And so I think it's five games. If it was four, I wouldn't even be surprised. If it was six, I would be. I think we're going to beat them handedly, so I'm with you on that. Now, what I'm about I'm on board with that, too, especially since uh, – I was just going to say real quick, this team has played two seven-game series, and Jamal Murray has the handle on the rock and, and making everything happen. Right, and they're just like – They're yeah. just super excited at this point, and they're just like, stoked out of their mind to go face LeBron in the Western Conference Finals. Now they're about to get rocked and be like, all right, it is what it is. We did our thing. I mean, that's me. Aaron, what do you think? The way the, the pace that the Lakers have been playing in the playoffs, you know, we're 8-2 and two in the playoffs. Our perimeter defenders have been absolutely outstanding, uh, st- starting with Danny Green and KCP. You know, we don't have Avery Bradley, but AC has been uh, playing eight more minutes than he normally has, and we're stoked about it. He's looked all the part. He's knocking down some point uh, his threes. So I think we're going to do that. We're going to give him the James Harden treatment, and that him being Jamal Murray, and they. I don't think they have enough around them to compliment. Um, you know, every James uh, James Crowder kind of gives me some fits, but we also have Morris that we can put on him, and I'm very confident with the, uh, with our rotations as well. Our defensive clamps are going to be unreal. Anthony Davis is going to make Jokic look fucking retarded. Okay. Um, you know, you're not going to get that's 20. A great one, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that the Nuggets like. I don't think the Clippers matched up well because. 
No, they didn't. Marcus Hill destroyed us. And against the Nuggets with AD, like, come on, that's not even going to be a problem. Oh, and even that, even well, that, dude, Dwight, how, do you remember Dwight Howard shitting on Joe Kick in the regular yes. season? We're going to be able to throw yeah. our healthy bigs at you if we need to, and they're going to body your ass, bro. And I, I don't see how anyone is going to stop LeBron James. There's not a single person on your team that can stop LeBron James going downhill. Our three-point uh, shooting has picked up. There's no way that... Oh, fuck. We had bases loaded two outs, and we struck out. I'm sorry. We're watching the Padres Jansen, highlights. Like, Damn it, dude. That's douche. crazy. Anyways, but no, there's no way in God's green earth that uh, that Denver takes this even six. I think we sweep. I think it's a queen, uh, clean sweep. That's how I feel. Um, Jamal Murray, even week one against the Clippers, he looked flat because he was tired. He just went another seven, like you said. He's going to come out flat. The Lakers are going to take game one, and we're, we're going to put it. We're just going to take it all, and we're going to go to the finals handily. Uh, and it's going to be interest, interesting who we play. It's either going to be Miami or the Celtics. We're going to get into that series. Um, but – just hypothetical for you real quick, Aaron, just to, you know, cut you off. And I feel you. Like, that's what I said, too. Sweep, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If it goes five, that sounds about right. Six, I'd be very surprised. But, you know, do you think, I mean, hey, look, the Nuggets have beaten the Jazz, who are a little bit older than them. That's very impressive. You know, came back from a 3-1 lead. They beat the Clippers. Even more impressive. That's insane to me. You know, I would have thought they had no business Down with that. Down 3-1, yeah. Do you, they're young. They're young, right? Do you think that this, and Michael Porter Jr. is only getting better. He's very young and barely played anything at all. Does this team ever win a chip? I'll tell you right now, for me, I don't think they ever win a chip, unfortunately. I, think I don't think a- they ever win a chip. No, no, not at all. Um, I credit their team, though, and credit their coaching. Yeah. Uh, they've done a tremendous job, and shout-out to Joe Kick and Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray dropped 40 points again on 15 of 26 shooting. He looked fantastic. Uh, Joe Kick had only, what, only like I think, like 6 of 13. But he is, had a triple-double. But he had a triple-double with, like I think, like 16 points, 22 rebounds, and 13 assists. So he dominated in other ways. Yeah. You're not going to get that same production out of him against our team. Our defense is too good. Our offense is too fast. We're going we're we're just moving. And if you want to slow it down and you want to try to make it, I am confident that Frank Vogel makes the changes. He makes the adjustments. Frank Vogel is amazing. And you should be scared of the Lakers. You should be scared of what we can do. And if you throw something different at us, we're going to adapt and we're going to overcome like a motherfucker. And I think the Lakers are going to cruise through this next series. And it's in a complete embarrassment that the Clippers Lost to Denver. <laughs> um, I think the Clippers are going to ex- – uh, they got it. I don't know what they do in the offseason, to be honest with you. I don't know if they no, run it here, back. They, they trade Paul George. I think that's the biggest Paul question George, now. No, no, guys, you have to keep into consideration, though, that the Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are both unrestricted free agents at the end of next year. If they shit the bed again, they're still going to have four more years of trade. Picks they're going to have to send to Oklahoma City for Paul George, and he'll be off running, chasing the chip somewhere else. The world will be right as it is tonight. I don't know what happens to the Clippers. I truly don't, though. Like, like Travis, you just said, you my... know what I mean? Montrez isn't going to come back. They're, he's going to ask way too much money, especially winning six-man. And their plus-minus with him was right even. So even though he won six-man, they're not going to spend that much money to bring someone back like him. I don't know. I don't know what the Clippers do, dude. This is very unprecedented, and I can't wait to hear what Shannon Sharp says tomorrow. Oh my god! I'm gonna be listening to podcasts like a motherfucker tomorrow, man. I'm so excited! I can't wait. Today's so, been a great day. I'm so, based on guy. my original question, where Aaron went off on 20 tangents, do you think the Nuggets ever win a championship? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that was the original question. The are a championship team? Yeah. Nah, dude. Jokic is 
the biggest <laughs> liability on defense. I know. He, Jamal Murray, the biggest, bro. And, and, like, yeah. don't get me wrong, Michael Porter Jr., he's like a big, lanky guy. If he can, like, keep developing his game and turn himself into a superstar and he be the best player with Jokic and Jamal Murray as complimentary, maybe we can actually get something out of that. You know, something so chips can fall correctly and the Nuggets get it, but that relies a lot on Michael Porter Jr. become something special, which still is unlikely. Like, I think he's a great player, but I don't think he's going to be like a top-tier all-pro type guy, which is what they would need him to be. Absolutely. No, I don't either. Not even the slightest. All right, yeah. well. So, um, I mean, the, so, so a short answer, no, I don't think they're going to win the title anytime. All right, so we're going to move on to the next series. Uh, the game one was just played today, went into overtime. Celtics versus Miami. This has been an amazing. I know this. I knew, we all knew this is going to be an amazing series. Uh, just to give you some statistics, Travis, just to, if you didn't watch the game, uh, it went into OT. It was 106 to 106 when it went into overtime. Dragic finished with 29 points. Crowder had 22 wow. points. Jimmy finished with 20 points. And uh, Bam Adebayo had 18 points, but he also had 15 rebounds and a game-saving block. On the other side, the that Celtics was a dope had, block. Oh, it was super dope. On the other side, the Celtics though, uh, Tatum dropped an efficient 30. Uh, I think he had t- uh, 12 rebounds with six assists. So another, um, what is that? 30, 10, and five. That's fantastic. Smart was six of 13 from three. Had 26 points, and then Kimba dropped. Wow. Uh, Kimba also dropped 19. So very exciting series, very exciting game. Uh, what is your? I don't know if you watched too, uh, too much of it, but the fact that this went OT, what are you expecting from this series? I'm, I, I think it's going to be a great series. This is something that we talked about last week. How exciting this matchup is going to be. Jimmy Butler and the underdogs against the young guns of the Celtics with future superstar or current superstar Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown out here emerging into his own. The depth that they have across the board. I mean, it's going to be a great series, but. I still think that Eric Spolster and the Heat are going to be too much for him. I would love to see Lakers Celtics in the finals. Don't get me wrong, but we're not getting a lot of what we want. So I'm thinking I'm going to go with. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Heat six, and I think it's going to be a great six game. Dude, I agree. I think Miami. Like I, I just to go back on some uh, receipts. I did pit the Celtics, but after watching Game One, dude, like the Celtics, like I watched the entire game. I watched overtime. I watched their, um, you know, after after the first half, I watched it, but they were tied at half. What I got from it is the Celtics have a lot of firepower. The Celtics were hitting from everywhere. Smart was hitting. Jalen Brown was hitting. Uh, Kimba had some late shots as he and Tatum had an open three that he airballed, which was very. Uh, I was like, "Holy shit! What the hell just happened?" Yeah. Um, but they just had everything. But Miami, you're kind of just like. What are they going to do? And Dragic was making everything happen. He looked like the whole part. Jimmy Butler only had 14 points. And then in the last uh, three minutes, he hit like three or four shots. And he looked like a game changer. He's the one who takes over. And he finished with 20, but he was every bit of the the closer that you want him to be. And he only took like a total of 12 shots on the game. So he's letting everyone be their guy. You know, Hero had 13 points, you know. Uh, just everyone playing so good, and then Miami winning in six. I think it actually does go self, uh, seven because the Celtics are so deep. Miami and Celtics are, in a way, a very similar team. They have really great perimeter, they good, co- good coaching, block. discipline. They're very well. similar, and that's why this. Yeah, that's why this series is so exciting. And uh, just getting a glimpse of it, it went into fucking OT. Like, what more do you ask from game one of Fire. a of a Eastern yeah. Conference Finals? That's yeah. so cool. And Dragic dropping nine, 29 is the biggest surprise. 
And I always I said it last series. If Dragic plays like this, dude, they're going to make it. So I I'm changing my mind to Miami, and I think it goes seven though. You didn't pick them initially. Yeah, I initially picked the Celtics. Oh, the Celtics. Okay, got you. I mean, either way, like, can I mean, you? Can, oh, go ahead, Trev. I was just gonna say, like, you're you're very right. They're super similar teams, but I feel like there's one difference from two teams, and that's the absolute nads that Jimmy Butler walks around with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, like, who's, who's, who's the alpha? Who's the alpha? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think. Yeah, like, like Jimmy Butler is the the shit, and he always has been. No one's given enough credit to the fact that, you know, this team was, uh, what seed? Seventh, sixth? Somewhere around there for the Heat I'm talking about. What, what seed were they? Six, seven? I think six. I'm sorry, can you say that again? What, what seed, what seed were, were the Heat? I don't remember. Six or seven, right? Oh, the Heat right? were like the, I think they were like the fifth seed, no? Yeah, I thought they were a little bit higher. They were not, they were not, they, they weren't on the like, top they were, four. They were like in the middle ish. Okay, but they were middle ish. Here's my point is like, they went ahead and swooped James. They they got Crowder and then they got uh, is Crowder right? God, oh, I think no. They were the they were the four seed because Indiana was the five. Mm. Then they played oh, each other in the right. first series. Okay, they, they got Crowder and they got Iggy very late. You know what I mean? Like at the back end of yeah, the year, yeah. and I think that made all the difference in the world. They've got excellent role players. They got great some quality young, minutes from both of them. Really good, bro. Like Crowder's just a three and D kind of guy. I've always loved them so much. You know, Iggy can do the damn thing. He's got championship experience. He can bring Jimmy on on that in a little bit. Jimmy's just coming to his own. He's flourishing right now. And he's got these rookies to buy into the system along with. Bam uh, Adebayo has been oh, the biggest wow. difference. God Bam's damn, been he's nice. good. He had a fire block against Jason Tatum. You know, I think, but I think really, I don't think that they would be half as far as they've been without Crowder. And without Iggy, like, that's just my thoughts. You know, I love that what Jimmy's doing, but those were two huge signings for them, and I love it. Yeah, I think James James Crowder, or what's his name? Crowder, yeah, whatever his first name is. I, I can't think remember of his... it. I think, I can't think of his first name, yeah. I, I think he, he won them a game, like, in that last series that they played. Like, he just was hitting every single three. He was getting all sorts of strips, and that's the thing. They just have, like, a roster of like nine dudes that can just go out and win a game individually. Yeah. And I feel like they've all like done that so far in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was, it's, I mean, I know Jimmy Butler's been nails, but it seems like every single game, it's like Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero did this crazy pass. And Dan yeah. Adebayo had that sick block. Like there's always something and it's always a different guy. And it's just, that's a testament to Pat Riley and Eric Polstra and, you know, the overall leadership of the Miami, like, organization. They've always had that kind of greediness in them, and I love it. And that's you kind of understand Miami. how crazy it is that if it is Miami Lakers, LeBron played for the Miami, and he might win a championship with the Lakers. Like, that's – I know that's cool. a little bit stretch on it, but that's kind of crazy, bro. Yo, like, it's like all of this. Like, even think about it. Like, it's probably going to be the Lakers, you know. Not going to knock on wood, but, you know, it's going to be the Lakers in the final. And use the Heat or Celtics. Like, the history between just the Heat and the Lakers with, you know, Shaq going there and then even LeBron going every, doing everything in Miami and now being on the Lakers. And then obviously the Lakers and Celtics having their history. Like, it makes, like, the storyline of the NBA is just better than every other sport. Like, I think that God, you love it's to a see soap it. opera. It's a real life soap opera. And it's, Freaking awesome, and that's why the NBA is the best thing in the entire world. I love it. I love it, Travis. Uh, I appreciate you coming on to your own podcast. Hey, uh, we went hey. on to a lot of the NBA, so I appreciate your takes, brother. Enjoy your vacation. Um, we'll be seeing you next time. Um, but yeah, Daniel, you want to say later to our friend? No, I don't like him. 
Love you, Trav. Just kidding, fam. All right, <laughs> All right later, Trav. Yeah, get that little drop. In. There All you right, go, okay. dude. Thanks for later. bailing me out there, Chris. Love you, brother. See you next week. All right, bye. Later. Good takes by Travi for sure, 100%. Oh, right? yeah, I loved every bit of it. Travis has always been amazing with his takes, bro, so I'm not even surprised. He always is. No, nah, it's because he listens to Colin Coward. He just listens to too much podcasts. It's all recycled stuff. Like, I listen to podcasts, <laughs> too. I hear it all. We and get our own opinions for Danny. a lot of people. We have biases. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's everybody, right? Like, you just take and choose. No, nah, but Travis is very smart, and, you know, yeah, he's right. He's right on a lot of those things, and just good conversation overall. Now we got some situational. They're not games necessarily. I got to grab my phone really quick. It's over there. Hold on, let me get this. Yeah, Daniel wanted to add a little bit. Um, we're not going to do any games at the end of the night. We're wrapping up the pod right now. Uh, but Daniel just wanted to kind of hit on some real conversations. We're going to get Chris on here, give him some takes. So Daniel's going to kind of start us off right now. All right. Can you hear me? Here I am. So our buddy Drew, shout out Drew. He's always gassing us up and you know sharing our podcast. Golf with Drew. We do have to golf with Drew. He's an excellent basketball player, good hooper, um, and uh, just a super good dude overall. But he had two conversational pieces that he wanted us to touch on, so we're gonna shout it out for Drew. Number one was, "What's the greatest life advice you've ever been given?" I hadn't thought about this too much. You know, Chris, I told you this. Do you have something, bro? Like, what's the greatest life advice you've ever been given? I don't know about like. Life advice. I mean, in terms of life advice, it's just like the fact that no one really knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> um, mm, we're okay. all just out there figuring it out as we go. Yeah. Um, in terms of like work and professional advice, um, I mean, particular to what I do, like if you're learning something like a new tool or something, the first thing you need to do is just figure out the key commands um, and understand like how to make the tool sing. It's like the equivalent of like, if you don't know how to hold a pencil, how can I expect you to draw? Like, mm. you can hold a pencil different ways. You can put it on its side. You can shade with it. You can shave the the lead off of it. You can blow on it. You can uh, rub it with your fingers. There's so many different things you can oh, do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, if you don't know what you're using, then, yeah. Um, and in terms of just, like, just off the cuff, like, in terms of, like, mentors that I've had in my life, in terms of, like, the way they act, I think the best mentors I've had were just been like fully like vulnerable in terms of like telling me how much money they make. Like I remember I had a boss who I was working under him and we were at a startup and he told me legitly like, look, man, like I'm making X amount. You need to, you know, talk to them and get your numbers up and things like that. And just being real with me about life and just how to manage money. And uh, those are like the things I look for. So no, that's great, dude. Anything with managing money, bro, because like that's a that's a life lesson that I feel like more kids like you know we always talk about like like lessons in school. I wish I learned more about you know managing my credit, managing my money, trying to buy property, how to buy property, how to file my taxes, little shit like that. We never truly learned about. So getting that life lesson is obviously you know been paid dividends for yourself. Um, I, I love that one. I, that's absolutely great. Um, mine, I don't, uh, you know, it's a hard question. You know what I mean? Just at the top, top, top of my head. Um, I guess life lesson, never compare what you have to any, anyone else is because comparing something is the root of all of being unhappy. Yeah. Facts. If you compare whatever you have to someone else and it doesn't have to be material things. It could be a relationship. It could be, you know, someone's 
thought process, someone's personality, someone's look, something so small. Mm-hmm. And if you compare that, then you'll never be happy with what you have. Mm-hmm. And so in my, you know, everyone should be happier, strive for their own happiness. But if you compare your own happiness to someone else's happiness, you never will be happy. Mm-hmm. So in that matter, I just never compare. That's I kind of mind. All right. I like it, Aaron. I like it. Um, just off the top of the dome, going off of what you said, I, I couldn't think about what mine would be, but I, it came to me right now, you know, and it, this is a Gary V, uh, you know, little bar and Chris likes Gary V as well. So I'm glad he's here and he'll know this one. It's like, you know, everybody like to, to truly be happy, you have to make, and it sounds, you know, uh, cliche, but like you have to make happiness, your North star versus the amount of money that you actually make. And so for example, it's like, would you, Aaron, rather make eighty grand a year, sixty grand a year, doing something you love like this, or would you rather make two hundred forty thousand dollars a year doing something that you hate, like I don't know, accounting? You know, because for me personally, I'd rather make sixty doing something I love like this, bro. And like I'm just out here trying to chase happiness and make that my north star. And I, I just think that's really good advice, bro. Like happiness advice. is over everything, you know. Kind of going off, it's a little bit going off what I said. So yeah, it is. You know is. what I mean? Like, I, I absolutely agree with that. You know what I mean? I'd rather, when we are going to pot this, with the help of Chris, dude, like, you know, just the advice that Chris has given us in our inner self, I've, I've taken that to heart in my everyday life, you know, whether you know it or not, bro. I've, like, some of the words that you've even spoken tonight have resonated with me very much, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, where it makes me want to try harder. So, like, you know, or surrounding yourself with people like that, too, is very encouraging, Mm. Um, when you're not always like that, you know, some people are from different backgrounds that they don't have the same people around them and, or have that outlet to even reach out to other people. So it is very encouraging. So thank you, Chris, bro. Straight up, bro. I appreciate um, it. Uh, but oh, yeah. I, I, I like what Daniel said. Um, you know what I mean? It was just like, you know, doing what's happy, making that your priority. And that's kind of what was going off. And I, I just, I enjoy the takes on it, dude. You make it your North star. Like you said. Right? Yeah. I think yeah. you touched on something there where it's like, um, have you ever heard like you are the sum of like the five people closest to you? Oh yeah, 100%. Um, I've never heard that, but that's no, I like that. Yeah, so it's like who you surround yourself with, and it almost comes like I, I've always been told like just put yourself in place, like put yourself in the place to like be where you want to be. Like I've had friends who like you know they, they're stressed out because like they graduated with a degree, but then. You know, they switched up their degree in college because they thought right. it wouldn't make money. Very but the common. truth was, is just like if they would have stood with that major, they probably wouldn't have been a rock star, but they would have been in the industry and done something they enjoyed. Exactly. Full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, and but the thing is, I think it's important to also know that you can always pivot, and people oh, are always like afraid Spin. to like yeah. pivot. But it's just the fact that the experience that you have, the life experience will always set you apart as a differentiator, no matter what new industry you're going into. Great to piggyback on that. And that just, was awesome. Yeah, no, super freaking bars, Chris, bro. To piggyback off that, like, I totally agree with you. It's like, this is another Gary Vee thing, and I think, Chris, you kind of t- took that a little bit from Gary as yeah, well. It's yeah. like, look, like, the ability to change your mind based on new information is the greatest strength that everybody in the world thinks is an absolute weakness. But oh, it's superpower. Oh, oh no, it's like, I agree hey, with that. I found out I don't like this job. Am I going to be a stubborn piece of shit and keep working there for 20 years and be miserable? Or am I going to be like, I don't like this job. Let me go find something else. Like That is a strength that people don't do because they are so uh, prideful. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm not that way. I'm like, I don't like this job. I thought I would. I'm good on it. Like, next. It's all good. You know, I'm chasing happiness out here. I'm not chasing money. I'm not chasing, you know, clout from others. It's like, I want to be happy in my own life and internalize that for myself and my family. And and that is so powerful, bro. It resonates with me very well. So another one by Gary Vee. Always spitting bars, man. Always. Let's end on a high note, dude. Yeah. That's a good one to end on. Let's oh, end yeah. on a high note. On I like a high it. note. Okay, okay. So the next little uh, conversational piece, if you will, that Drew had asked us to talk about, and I love it too. If you could have a beer with any athlete, past or present, who would it be and why? You know, and Chris had a very good one. He's a Jets fan. Chris, you want to start that one out? Oh, yeah. I was uh, – well, now that I – Think about it too. Like I think everybody just in that era of like, a, well, it was Curtis Martin who was the New York Jets running back. Yeah. Um, he was a stud and he just was such a team player. Um, and he just he never had an ego. Like he he never cared about the numbers. He was just I fucked with beat him up back. But I would also even say like it would be dope to uh, get to meet Wayne Krabat. He was a feisty motherfucker. He would always start fights. I remember when um like. I think he fought the Giants or whatnot. Like uh, they had like a scrimmage game, and they were talking about how the Jets and the I Giants. I have no got into bells ringing right now, bro. You know Wayne Grubet? No, I don't. Uh, he's a he's a he's a small, light skin uh, nice. wide receiver, but he's feisty. Nice. Definitely check him out. That's sick. I like that. Oh, I like yeah. that. Those good ones. True uh, Jets fan out here. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. True Jets. You know, if you when you say that, I thought of uh, Cortland Finnegan for me. Oh okay. yeah, Cortland Finnegan is like you know my guy that he was a tryhard. Um, if I had to pick someone, um, the, I guess the easy answer would be, say, Kobe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who wouldn't want to have uh, another conversation with Kobe? Um, but I'm going to not do that and have someone else do it if you want to. But I'm going to go with Shaq, bro. I would love to sit down and have a beer with Shaq. Shaq is one of the most successful businessmen I've, you know what I mean, at UFC. He is one of the most recognizable faces ever. Uh, he is loved in many countries. He is loved in California to the ump degree. He's one of the most lovable people. I've never heard a bad word ever said about him. Um, I And his dominance was unreal. I have so much respect for him. I, I follow his family, his sons. I love Shaq. That's where I'm at. I would love to have, sit down and have a conversation with Shaq. Nice. Uh, man, I didn't think about it like that, you know, and I wish I, like Kobe is the easy one, hundred percent, right? Like that'd yeah, be, dude, that's fuck, been our idol, man. you know, yeah. like that'd be fire to do. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I suck. I suck. I think, uh, I'll pick like Sean Merriman, bro. Sean Merriman. Yeah, why not? You know, I always, not, you wouldn't pick freaking the other, the best, uh, linebacker to ever play junior Seau. That'd be dope. You and that, you know what I mean? An Oceanside boy? I don't know. He just wasn't my guy. You know, like I didn't. Sean Merriman. Sean Merriman was my guy. You know, and that's like, if I had some time to think about it, I'd pick somebody different, 100%. But like, that was was my idol. You know? Sean Merriman? I loved him, bro, growing up. 100%. And Junior, I didn't get to watch him like that. I'm not trying to be a dick with the Sean Merriman take. I met Sean Merriman one time. Yeah. He was like, it was like a Charge of Titans game. He was walking out of the stadium, and I saw him, and I was like, Fuck me, dude. That's Sean Merriman. I was yeah. like, I'm used to you suiting up, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And he's, I mean, didn't really meet him, but he was kind of being a dick to people that are kind of up to him, to be honest. But I did meet Junior Seau before too, because like he you met Junior Seau. I yeah. met Philip Rivers too. He was a dick too. I opened the door for Philip Rivers. So did Travis, I think, at church. I also met uh, who's the Jake Locker? Go on side notes. I'm sorry. What is he a douche? 
too. No, he, no, he was Don't nice. tell me he was cool. He was cool. Oh, he was cool. I was nice. also being a fanboy. Yeah, of course you were. You're just saying Phil's the dude. <laughs> Phil's the nicest dude in the world. Stop oh, that. Oh, fuck that guy. He has Get 12 kids. Yeah, true. Exactly why he's nice, bro. That's a lot of patience right there. Yeah, Sean Merriman, that's a bad That's a bad take. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I liked him growing up. I, it'd be Kobe in real life, but that's boring, and we, we're trying not to do that. Maybe LT. That'd be fun. Lorenzo Neal. Anyways... Did we talk baseball at all? Because I feel like we owe it a little bit to just chat a Ah, uh, We don't have to, bro. The Padres, are just to even mention it, the Padres. Because Aaron House will want it, dude. He I wants love it. it, bro. I'm a huge, me and, I even, I like Aaron House's shit every time. Me too, if we I had know. To, I, lo- I love, Aaron House cracks me up. Um, We got to do it, bro. Dude, the Padres, okay, okay. Padres are, we're, we're currently on an eight-game winning streak. We're eight and two in our last uh, ten games. We are twenty-one and twenty. Are twenty-one and five in our last twenty-six games. We have had the best start forty-two games start to the season since nineteen ninety-eight when we went to the World Series. The Padres look unreal right now. Uh, we just stole one from the Dodgers, who are were uh, a game and a half above, or two games and a half above us in the National League West lead for the title. Uh, we beat them, so we were only a game and a half behind after Lamette threw 11 strikeouts through seven innings. He looked unreal. We looked phenomenal. We beat them 7-2. to two. We just played him tonight. We just lost 3-1. to one. Cronenworth had the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth with two outs, and he struck out Jensen. Got him striking out on a high fastball. So, fuck me. We could have stole that one. But still, the, you know, the Dodgers are still the best team in baseball. They still have the best record. Uh, but the Padres, man, I've never felt so confident. So um, we deserve this as Padre fans, bro. We deserve a team like this, and it's been fun to watch. And the fact that this series has been so exciting for a regular season game, but kind of a weird regular season game with the Padres, the Dodgers. Um, you know, you know, I've tried to talk to you about the Padres. I know you like them. You don't follow them as closely. But what do you thought about this series that's coming up uh, right now? That's or that's right now, yeah. Um, I think that as much as I want the Padres to win the World Series, I think that the Dodgers still do because it's just been a long time coming for them, bro. And I just think they have the right team, unfortunately. And I hate saying that, bro. Like, believe me, I do. And I don't know as much anymore. I listen to a lot of podcasts, sure, and they talk baseball. I haven't been watching baseball like I like I should be. You know, I've been there at some points in my life. Man, I could tell you our offense is electric, bro. We have great, you know, we we shored up everything that we needed to. Now our catchers can hit. We've got one or two catchers that can hit. We got Clevenger, another starter. You know, we're nice top to bottom, bro. I just think the Dodgers are nicer, and I think they're extremely due. You know, they took an L against the Astros, which they probably should have went, you know, one. They went seven games against them. Obviously, the Astros were cheating. That's now been proven. You know, the the uh, Dodgers lost against the Red Sox as well. They've been to the World Series a lot in the last three, four years, and nothing's changed except they got Mookie Betts now on top of that. Like, they've gotten better. He's dope. You know, I think the Dodgers are due. I think the Padres are there, bro. Like, they're just a young-ass team that has – they can improve incrementally, incrementally. Is that the word? A lot more is what I'm trying to say <laughs> on top of this year, and they're young as shit, bro. So we our time is coming. I think the Dodgers have a small window to capitalize. I think they do it this year. But does it mean that I think the Padres won't win a World Series in the next three years? Maybe they win two. You know, they're that good. They're legit. So that's where I'm at, unfortunately. You know, um, 
Aaron House probably doesn't feel that way as well. But how I feel about the Dodgers is I'm not as on board with how good they've been doing. They've been kind of relying on their pitching a lot, but their pitching seems to falter in the postseason, and yeah. I think that could be the case again. And well, Kershaw you know, has just been historically he, bad in the playoffs. He's exactly the great, my he's point, and they have, but not even just Kershaw because he had an amazing outing against the Padres too. But what I'm getting to is their batting. Bellinger, your MVP last year, is batting. 215 right now you know what i mean yeah. uh jock peterson is batting under 200 yeah. so all these guys that you're used to your big sluggers are doing absolutely horrendous and you're relying on your pitching like a motherfucker you guys won three to one tonight or not you guys but the dodgers won yeah. three one tonight travis guys that's his and story. you know what i mean the padres have been electric and our bullpen still held you to th- or held them to three runs and we only scored one but, you know what I mean, I'm still so confident in the Padres, and I think the Dodgers have always had so much pressure on them. And they're due, yeah. We I thought they were due a couple years ago, bro. What happened to that? You know what I mean? I, th- I, know. I thought they were due last year. What happened to that? And they get lost in the first round. So I think the Dodgers are just like the Clippers, that they're used to losing, bro. You're too used to losing to win. And with that being said, I'm not saying that the Padres are going to come out and win it. I think the White Sox are a real candidate to win it all. I'm really high on the White Sox as well. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Padres-White Sox, bro. That's where I'm at. That's my confidence level in this team. And that is my insecurities about the Dodgers. As good as they are, I think they're masking what they should be doing really good at. And that is their batting. And it hasn't came around. And I think their pitching is uh, amazing. They've had arguably the best bullpen in baseball, second or the first best in the National League. Sure, all those stats are there. They're pointing in the right direction, yeah. but where do they always point in the postseason down? So yeah, that's right. my take. Nah, super valid, and you could definitely be right. You know, I've, I know that last year I said the Saints were due for a Super Bowl win, and guess what? They underperformed yet again. So maybe it's the Clippers going to clip. Maybe it's the Saints going to Saint. Maybe it's the Dodgers going to Dodgers. So. Absolutely a hot take there and something to ponder on and, you know, something to ponder on for the next week because we are out of here for the night. Had a blast. Thank God we had no Travis. Now it was good to have him in on the call in. But uh, shout out to Chris at Copy and Steal again. C-O-P-Y-A-N-D-S-T-E-A-L, not S-T-E-E-L, right, Chris? Yeah, big facts on that one. All right, but it was a blast, man. I had a fun time doing this one, Aaron. Hell yeah, Daniel. Dude, shout out to everyone that's still listening. Yeah, in fact, and, we're like yeah, two hours dude, we're in. in but, uh, dude, had a blast, Daniel. Can't wait till next week. All right, later, friends. Later. Bye. Bye.